Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. And welcome back on this Wednesday, Jonathan Howell from Minute Impossible and Cast of the Furious. Hey, on Wednesdays, we wear black. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can do that. Uh, wait, I don't think anybody's wearing pants on this podcast right now. So. Oh, yeah, on Wednesdays, we don't wear pants. Yes, that's our, well, that's actually Monday through Friday. Like black shirts and like tidy whities Oh, no, 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 no. Boxer briefs, my friend. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you got to promise me on Thursday we got to wear black Crocs. All right. Just nothing else. Okay. All right. No no problem. I have to go buy a pair of Crocs. (laughs) This is Minute 98 of Fright Night. It begins with Peter hammering away and ends with Jerry's final mistake. Bang, bang, that awful sound. Bang, bang. All right, so Peter is hammering away at the uh, coffin bolts or hinges. Not really sure what these are, but uh, he's trying to get this coffin open as uh, Amy is just tearing the place apart, trying to get at Charlie. And it's uh, been a lot easier if there weren't all these old chairs. <laughs> as you notice, as they fight, it becomes more and more apparent. It's just chicken chick coops and chairs. That's, that's, <laughs> So this whole thing of, oh, it's all of his stuff. This is just a suburban person who's died stuff. Mm-hmm. There's very little vampire-y stuff down there. It's oh, mostly garbage. I see a silver tea kettle in the background. That's an urn. Oh, is that an urn? <laughs> no, that is an urn. What do you drink tea out of, Robin? <laughs> I thought one was a spout there. That, uh, I, those those aren't tea leaves. Those are ashes. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Who died? That person died. <laughs> do not drink them. I think it's so funny that Charlie is, like, darting around all this furniture, but it's like, how did he get behind there? Why can't Amy just... For the rest of this movie, uh, Charlie can go anywhere he wants, and no one will stop him. Uh, at the end of the week, we'll see that, too. He basically just runs past the bad guy to thwart the bad guy. He, he's, he's, he's got this weird plot armor right now that allows him to move anywhere he wants at any speed, and no one can catch him. Did you just say plot armor? Yes. That's what this is. I've heard that. That's oh, great. Yeah, if if the if your character it, it has to survive, it means that there's they'll get through inexplicable things. Sure. Know? Like, like uh, Vin Diesel has plot armor. Oh gosh! Doesn't matter what you hit him with at this point, he will not die. <laughs> so you know, I, I also love uh, Amy's uh, growls. She says, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> they told her they're like they're like act feral, and she's like, "I don't know how to do that." <laughs> Uh, okay, here's some more stuff I gotta read. Sorry, guys. Some more trivia about the, the makeup. Uh, this is from the Cinefix magazine. Uh, makeup artist Rick Stratton said, while they were filming, it got pretty hot and claustrophobic. While Amanda was shooting, she kept hitting her head again and again on some low beams. And you can see one of those low beams kind of swinging in front of her at one point there. Um, after a bunch of... looking, trying to look in those contacts can't be easy. I don't think she can see through those. Yeah, I think they're... Yeah. Yeah. After a bunch of takes, Rick realized that she was crying. She hit her head really bad, and everyone around her was having a fun time shooting, and they thought she was just laughing behind the makeup. (laughs) Rick finally said he had enough and reached in and pulled the teeth out, which ripped the lips and the makeup off. He he said he was super pissed, 
And then someone tapped him on the shoulder and said they weren't done shooting, and now he had the job of repairing all that makeup. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got it. Uh, I've got it paused on minute uh, seconds thirteen of this minute. Mm-hmm. This is where you can see like the whole inner workings of the mask, like her actual skin. Like her skin is red and raw from wearing this. I think. Yeah, because she has like this white like reverse raccoon eyes going on where her r- r- real skin is. Yeah. I mean, she looks, she looks like she's beat up by this makeup. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, beat up by all the furniture around her. And yeah, I wasn't even thinking about how she can't even see, but yeah, they, they had said that those contacts you could not see out of, you could only wear them. Like it was so weird that we, inv- yeah, that you, they invented that. I mean, they hadn't invented them yet that they could like see through. Yeah. It's so weird. Cause nowadays we all, people wear colored contacts and black, make your irises black and every, or, you know, you're the, the, the white parts of your eyes, bl- black, the yolks, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were definitely paused on that second, by the way. And, yeah, you could totally see how pale it is around her eyes and red around the paleness. And, oh, gosh. It looks like it hurts. See, we're not taking uh, the advice from uh, <laughs> the, the nope. visual effects guy. Do not watch this. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I don't you know, blame anybody for this type of thing. I mean, it's. It, you're on a you're on a shoot trying to get something done, and it's just it's torture to the one person. Yeah, and they're just trying to finish this damn day, probably, so she can get out of this dumb makeup. And of course, there's also a stunt woman wearing that makeup too. There's the part where oh. Charlie is on the floor, where uh, man, uh, uh, Amy leaps on him, and that's totally a stunt woman. If you look at it, slowly. why, why, why couldn't she just jump on him? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she didn't want to. Maybe she was tired of getting hurt. <laughs> Maybe. Meanwhile, Peter has finally broken the hinges or whatever that is off and opened the coffin, revealing a sleepy Jerry. And we're talking about bad makeup. Jerry's makeup is amazing. Yeah. It, to this day, is amazing. It is super scary. It it holds up. I mean, I'm looking at second 26. It holds up. Mm-hmm. The, the burnt part on his uh, left side of his face, it's amazing. I love it. It's, uh, it, it's pretty scary. And, and again... Um, you know, we mentioned this in earlier minutes when we were talking about the bat, but they actually came up with the whole idea of uh, the bat and what the bat would look like before they even hired Chris Sarandon. So they were said they were really lucky because they wanted the bat, the, the vampire, to look like the bat. So they look like Chris Sarandon looks like a bat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they said he's just got the kind of face, the you know, kind of you know, the proportions of the face that they could really make the the bat features come out. Uh, Robin, he's been on the show. You can't talk about him like this. <laughs> he is a very handsome man in real life. So <laughs> he is very handsome and probably well endowed. <laughs> uh, it took. Uh, uh, I bet you he doesn't drive a big truck. <laughs> nope, he drives a tiny little car because he doesn't care. He says his dick hanging out the window. <laughs> we love you, Chris Sarandon. <laughs> it took uh, eight hours, by the way, to do this makeup uh, for Jerry's final transformation. Uh, Worth every penny. Chris, uh, from his years in the theater, actually passed the time by helping to apply the makeup to uh, his hands, his clawed hands. They said it was based on uh, John Barrymore as Mr. Hyde. Hmm. Um, that bur- the burn on the side of his face, though, man that that's that's more believable than Freddy Krueger's makeup. Yeah, right? I was just thinking Freddy, like when I looked at, yeah, yeah. But it is this looks like more... a real blistery, pussing burn, yeah. bad burn. Yeah, he's losing his hair too. Just sad. Yeah, I, yeah, I it makes him look. Yeah, it makes him look like an old man. Yeah, kind of like he, kind of like he puts on a, a what's it called, a glamour. Mm-hmm. You know, like they would, they would like make himself look like 
he's Chris Sarandon at all times, but really this is what he looks like. The unburned part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, is what he looks like normally. That's like his default face. Yeah. It's more like, uh, you know, like what, the more the beast comes out, the more he lets the mask, uh, slip. Um, and, and I love the size of their teeth in this movie. Mm. Yeah. All the vampires teeth in this movie is awesome. They're so nasty looking. Uh, <laughs> it is. They kind of come out at an angle yeah, they on the top. And that's what I like. Yeah. They, they're, they're more of a, uh, what's the uh, the saber tooth? They have kind of a saber tooth thing going on. Obviously, much smaller because he can move his mouth. But right. it's it's a different take than every you know every other vampire movie you see. I I love it. I love none of the effects of this movie. Even like the you know cheesy you know stop motion. Still great. Mm-hmm. Still looks great because it is it for what it was. It looks good, and I understand that it's old and like the green flame and things like that are mm-hmm. uh, you know composited in, but it still looks good. William Ragsdale says uh, he recalls uh, one instance when uh, Chris spent uh, an entire day in the makeup chair. When he was finally fully transformed for the monster, a producer uh, informed him that they actually weren't going to be able to shoot that day. <laughs> and Chris said, okay, and turned right around and went and took it off. It was amazing, he says. I would have gone through the roof, but he didn't. His will had been broken by that point. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. That That just seems ridiculous, that, like, um, that much work. Like, eight hours of just putting that makeup on and then somebody saying, actually, we're not shooting today. You know, but at the same time, it might be like, well, now I don't have to work for the next nine hours. I could just take the shit off and go right. home. Well, I bet it's easier, faster to get out, get off. That's for sure. Right. I'm Chris Sarandon, damn it. And I'm going to go play in Hollywood. <laughs> I'm going to take this off my face and go do what beautiful people do. Go to beautiful places that us ogres aren't allowed to go to. Peter kind of hammers the stake into his armpit. Yeah. <laughs> it, this is why he's not hurt. This is why he didn't die. It does look more like the armpit, doesn't it? Not that hitting him in his heart. I don't think he knows where the heart is <laughs> on a human body. It's not there. It's not that far over. Yeah, again, I think this is one of those things where it's like, don't pause the movie. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. I'll put the stick in my armpit. It'll look close enough. Start hammering. <laughs> and then they, uh, Jerry does the great uh, vampire smooth criminal move. <laughs> where he just flips himself up without moving. Yeah, this is from uh, Cinefx Magazine. John Bruno, special effects artist, said, uh, in the original Nosferatu, the vampire rises up at the end, too. That old-time effect was done by having the actor fall backwards and then reversing the film. In Fright Night, it was done the same way. We filmed Chris and falling into the coffin and then just reversed it. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Amy's motivation here? What on earth is she doing with her arm? What's What's going on? Why is her arm up? Oh, she does kind of a kind of a blah. Yeah, yeah I think know, it's, kind she's of a, in the power of uh, in awe of her master. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, because once she once he pulls it out, she drops her arm again. Like yeah. she's like, oh, it's okay now. <laughs> maybe she's afraid of table legs. <laughs> or or she's just like, oh no, it's all over. Oh, it's okay now. <laughs> Look how strong he is. Or they just really didn't want to keep the camera on the on that makeup or on that dumb makeup. mouth. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, uh, Amy, can you please cover up your dumb mouth? Yeah, thank you. Uh, we don't care if it doesn't look good, but does, keep going, keep going, keep rolling. Or, or, is she, Check the game. or she's just so, like, in love with Jerry, she's just like, I know you look like a, like a burnt down bat, but, uh, don't look at my scary shark mouth. <laughs> so yeah, Jerry makes a fatal error here. He decides to yep. throw the table leg and it knocks out, knocks out some of the painted over glass. Which scares Amy. Which I would, if I was a vampire, I would be do something a little more permanent. If that was my sleeping room and light was a problem, I like bricks. Yeah. Right. There's 
Yeah, there's a lot of windows in here. We'll save <laughs> a lot of windows. <laughs> so I like this moment where, like, Jerry, Jerry's thrown the leg. It's broken the glass, but it's like the light's not anywhere near him. So he just kind of glares at Charlie, and like, you're not, you're fucking next. I'm gonna yeah. kill you. And uh, and but then his eyes widen when he sees Charlie lunging towards the glass, and that's when Amy tries tackling him from behind, and that's kind of where the minute wraps up. Like, Amy was about to bite him. Do you think she was going to eat him or turn him? I think she's just going to kill him. Yeah, I don't, she's I don't got no use for Charlie anymore. Yeah. Does, is, is, is Jerry, in this movie, is Jerry the only one that can turn you? Can you only be turned by the, the head vampire? Mm. That wasn't, a, that's not really explored. Yeah. Yeah. That's something in vampire mythology that's different every goddamn movie, right? Every book, every movie. Yeah. How things, you know, there's somewhere it works like a, a zombie, like if it bites you, mm-hmm. that's it. There's so, if it, like, I really like the Lost Boys, that you're sort of in limbo until you feed. I think that's right. a, until the bloodlust takes over, I think. And I love that, and I love that if you allow someone in, all the things negate, like everything that could hurt him goes away if you let them in. Yeah, that's right. cool too. Yeah. yeah. That's a really fun rule. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I went and actually looked up, uh, there were a bunch of, um, I went and looked this up earlier, and there were a bunch of interesting, like, rules that can be broken and are never broken. And it's funny, the the ones that they always were talking about, the, the vampire rules that are always broken is, a vampire always tells you they're a vampire. <laughs> they shouldn't make have human contact. <laughs> they should never, they should just use this like cattle. Yeah. Like, we don't walk up to cattle, and if we could speak cow, tell them what we're about to do. <laughs> right. oh, it, it's just such a bizarre thing that over the years we have this hidden race of vampires that's never hidden like in blade i mean my god <laughs> in blade they live in penthouses and have vampire parties yeah. and it's just and raves so many raves <laughs> and it's just and it's 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 frustrating as a as a someone who i enjoy vampire movies but i don't enjoy vampire movies that take themselves seriously right. so that leaves me with a very small number of vampire movies to watch uh i mean jerry never like says i'm a vampire uh, he just kind of screws up and, you know... It's implied. He never... I mean, he is spied upon by Charlie. Charlie finds out he's a vampire before he lets anybody else know that he's a vampire. Sure. He does some stupid things which are, like, getting escorts delivered straight to his house to murder and they're never seen again. Right. <laughs> I, I, I do like the, the Shaun of the Dead take, though. There's, uh-huh. there's a bunch yeah. of zombies out there. Don't say that. <laughs> what the Z word? It's ridiculous. Like, I, that is... That does raise up, uh, you know, you're saying there's only a handful of ones that you really enjoy. Uh, like, uh, what, what are your favorite vampire movies? Favorite vampire movies? Um, well, uh, what we do in the shadows, uh, and both the movie and now the TV show, which is amazing. Uh, but that's that's a whole new thing. That's not a. That's, I wouldn't say that's from my childhood kind of vampire thing. Uh, I actually watched. Not the original Dark Shadows, and not the movie The Dark Shadows, but the TV show Dark Shadows. Oh, we're best buds now. Yeah, yeah you're you're now best friends of mine. <laughs> that was that was uh, one of my. I think I, I can't remember what age I was, but I was the right age. I think it was still in high school. But it was it was well done enough, and it was interesting enough. Like it wasn't campy, but it was fun to watch, and it was a little. It was you know I know it was a like a drama, but yeah, it's a, it, it was a soap opera. But I I, yeah. I dig it. I think it's cool. I really... It worked. It worked. Soap opera over the top works with the vampire. Yeah. Like, he's earned that. Uh, Interview with the vampire? Still love it. Yeah. Love that movie. Yeah. I love the world that they created. And I can't wait to hear uh, what beef you have with Anne Rice. 
But yeah, oh, I none. love. Oh no, no, oh, Robin's a huge Anne Rice. Yeah, fan. yeah, I love Anne Rice. I yeah. actually considered doing uh, Vampire Chronicles minute by minute. It's it's the the world they created is the most interesting to me. Mm-hmm. In that they just all live all the clans basically. They all live all over the world. They all are different. They each have superpowers. Each one, and and that's one of the things Twilight pulls is that every. Unfortunately, in Twilight, they made it like the X Men, but with <laughs> vampires. <laughs> The V-Men, they made it where everybody, like, I'm fast. I can see the future. It was, like, dumb crap. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy it more in uh, Interview with a, with a Vampire. And also, the, all their rules were strict, like, about light and all these different things they could do. So yeah. it, it really hindered them as a people, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the vampires in Being Human, British Being Human. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. They, oh, yeah. They're pretty cool. Uh, obviously, you know, we've probably talked about it a million times, but Fright Night is, is on our list. Oh, the Fright Lost Night. Boys. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, there's, there's uh, some good Oh, ones. Love at First Bite. Anything from that time period? <laughs> Have seen you ever it. seen Love at Not First Bite? Is that the Jim oh, Carrey got... movie? No, uh, that's that's one no. bit. George Hamilton. Ah. George Hamilton. And it is amazing. I, it, that was that time when George Hamilton could do no wrong. It was 1979, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was 79. So I didn't see it when it came out, but I saw it again, HBO, and it's super funny. It's that like Zorro the Gay Blade style f- hilarious. Like it's just it's just George Hamilton being George Hamilton, uh-huh. and it, it, he's super suave. It, basically, George Hamilton is what I think of as a vampire. <laughs> like he's super charming, and uh, he looks weird in light, <laughs> like n- normal light, even though he's so brown and so tan. But uh, yeah. yeah. I I I loved that movie when I was a kid. Awesome. And Once Bitten, Once Bitten was another one. That was one I watched over and over again on HBO. That <laughs> before Jim Carrey was Jim Carrey. Right. Uh, We've mentioned the Fearless Vampire Hunters. That's a pretty funny one. That's a Roman Polanski. Yeah, I never saw uh, that. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's paced almost like a Universal horror picture, so it's kind of slow. I think it's black and white, but on purpose. But mm-hmm. but it's funny. Yeah. From Dust Till Dawn yeah, has that biting, has that wit. Uh, uh, Vampire in Brooklyn was a fan of. Um, I, Abbott and Costello, any of the like monster movies, I think I, they did like they did Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they did a Vampire one because I just like the. <laughs> the that. I, I love that bit. Uh, oh, uh, Transylvania 65000. Oh, yeah. That was another big HBO movie. That, that is a fun, <laughs> that is a fun, uh, that is, that for me is peak Gina Davis. Mm. <laughs> she was, awesome. she was so good as a vampire in that movie. It's been a while since I'm I, trying to think if there's, I can't I remember anything else. It, you know what? It doesn't hold up, but, uh, it's funny because the, the characters that they are, uh, are very sincere. Like, like they play it. He and Ed Begley Jr. and, uh, what's his face? The Fly, Jeff Goldblum, they play it really sincere. And so they're like the straight men in the movie, and everything else is ridiculous. So it all works. What was that in that other, that other terrible movie they did where the whole world's vampires now? Like the world's run by vampires? Was it Day Sleepers? Day Sleepers. That's a good name for a movie. <laughs> I think it was something like that. It was Day, Daybreakers. I don't know. Yeah, there was one. It was one that was like Ethan trying to be Hawk. all. Yeah, it was very blue. Yeah. Like the color blue. And I remember it sucked. <laughs> did, did you intend that fun? Or? Oh no, I didn't. Hey, okay. it was a vampire fun for everybody. Enjoy. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's enough for this minute. Uh, still got uh, Thursday and Friday coming up, and uh, we're going to see how it goes with uh, P 
Peter and Charlie versus uh, Amy and Jerry. It looks like there's going to be a brawl breaking out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan, you want to let people know where to find you? Metanimpossible.com. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, for us, uh, follow us at, on, on Twitter at Fright Night Men. Send your feedback to Fright Night Minute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Edward Frog. <laughs> I'm Jonathan the Vampire. Whoa, thanks for listening. Have a fright night, everyone. <laughs> He's a vampire. A what? <laughs> <laughs> You're so-